This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Everybody, welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. What up? What up, everyone? I hope you had a good Valentine's Day. That's how the kids at Starbucks talk to me when they take their order. What up? Or take my order. That's how they ask me now. You're like, um, I don't know. What's up? My dander. My dander's up. I just want a coffee. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> up. I don't care. Nothing's up. Nothing, and I wouldn't tell up. you. I just want. I wouldn't tell you if it was. Just that's it. Just coffee with cream. <laughs> yeah, you've talked about him, sugar? him before. He made an impression. <laughs> no, no sugar. <laughs> I remember. So a few weeks ago, I got back from. I went to the Sundance Film Festival, and you froze your tootsies off. Oh yes, and more. It was very cold this year, as many of you who live in cold places know that this year is an Arctic tundra. In a lot of places, it's just colder than normal. I saw some great stuff and I heard about some other great stuff. So as far as horror offerings, there's a few horror films that sort of came into Sundance with already like with distribution and all of that. And one of the the big movies that people talked about was a movie called Infinity Pool. Mm -hmm. And the premise is like this. It's a luxury skewering tale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of like... White Lotus or the menu, stuff like that. Like, you know, like skewering the luxury people. So Infinity Pool veers in a far different direction than most of the mainstream titles. It sort of fuses the psychedelic and nauseating imagery from Possessor, which I really liked, 2020's Possessor. It's got Scarsdale and Mia Goth. They're just like acting up their little selves. This is Brandon Cronenberg's, right? Yeah, and the yeah. son of David Cronenberg, Brandon Cronenberg. And so it made a big splash. I I did not see it. I, I knew it had distribution. I knew it was a heavy hitter. Yeah, I've been I, looking forward to this one. Yeah, I don't try to see those types of movies at Sundance because I know it's like, yeah, I can see, see that later. Yeah. <laughs> Mia Goth's just like, and same with Skarsgård. They're like doing a lot right now. Yeah, so that's one of the ones that was the talk of the town. I saw a movie called In My Mother's Skin, which is the first Filipino horror movie, I guess, that's been Mm. there or maybe ever. I don't know. But uh, it was not the feel-good movie of the world, but that is right up my alley. I mean, it's gorgeously shot. There's some amazing performances. There is a young female, like, teenage, I don't know how old she is in real life, but she plays plays a, a, like, almost a preteen, and she's amazing in it. And it is dark and kind of gross and it's fantastical. There's a, there's a evil fairy in it and 
man, it's like a, it's a fairy tale. It's like a true fairy tale where fairy tales are awful. I'm looking at some of the pictures online. It does look really beautifully shot. It was beautifully shot in a very kind of dark, almost black and white way, but it's not black and white. It definitely has colors and stuff, but it's an isolation horror on many mm, levels. I like those. And it's during the war and... I really enjoyed it. I do not think it's going to be everybody's cup of tea because it's so it, but there are some horror. I w I wished there, they had leaned more into the horror elements, but the horror elements that are there are pretty great. But I also like oh. the sort of fairy tale piece of it. Yeah. And the moral choosing that fairy tales always have. Yeah. <laughs> There's that in it too. I also saw my animal, which is a Canadian werewolf coming of age story. Okay. And this is not, one of those ones where you're going to get like a ton of werewolf footage. It's not like that. It's absolutely, but there are some really interesting transformational scenes. And I believe my understanding is that the main character is a trans actor because what, what happened, of course, at some dances, you have Q and A's afterwards. And so you get to talk to the filmmaker and you get to hear about the process and all of that. And so, it's also a dark oh, film. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to see this. It's also an isolation type of film because they live in like northern Canada and it's very isolative, right? And very icy and very wintry. And the characters are just very interesting. And after hearing the filmmaker talk about her vision for it, and I just I just thought it was really good. And there's this like really cruel kind of alcoholic mother. And then there's this teen that's a werewolf, but the, the father is also a werewolf. And so it's like a lineage. And uh, it's just like it's shot in this like night, mostly night and these harsh red tones. There's like the, And there's an 80s inspired soundtrack. Yeah, totally. They were comparing it to like Knife and Heart and The Hunger and some of those earlier. Yeah, it yeah. has a lot of visuals like that. I really that. want to see this. And um, I believe it's her first feature, this filmmaker. Okay. And I enjoyed hearing about her. And they also had the composer there because the music is definitely a piece of this. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to this. I saw that as well. And then, you know, there was a bunch of other sort of horror movies that were there. Birth and Rebirth, Run, Rabbit, Run. There was a bunch of things. But they already had distribution. So, you know, we'll be talking about those when we watch them. <laughs> you know, I Very always... Because cool. I saw Hatching at Sundance and I, then I saw Hatching again. And, I, and then I got to talk about it because it's like, well, you're ahead of time. Nobody cares. But yeah. But when I then watched, then I said, oh, I saw this at Sundance last year. I'm so glad it's out. So that will be happy. That happens every year for me. So cool. <laughs> so that happens. But. Very good. Yeah, I'll watch it when it's released and we can talk about it in more depth because cool. I want to see that one. Hmm. Anything else on the Sundance front? For all you slasher geeks, just want to let you know that Art the Clown is not done. He's going to be resurrected again. Yeah. So a few months after the theatrical release of Terrifier 2, they're hoping to go back to the roots of the OG and recapturing that creep factor present. I noted, I think I had, I had talked about Terrifier 2. I really liked it, but um, I'd also talked about how art had become a little bit more, he'd come, become a little funnier. And so I'm wondering what they'll do with this. But he said, Damien Leone, who's the, I believe the director said, one of my main goals for Terrifier 3 is to recapture the creep factor present in the original Terrifier short film that had a genuinely spooky atmosphere that I'm still proud of. If all goes planned, part three will be the scariest Terrifier thus far. 
all I know is that when I watched All Hallows Eve, that one creeped me out. As much as Terrifier 3 was like a bloodshed, All Hallows Eve did have a creep factor. That was the the one before the first Terrifier that featured Art the Clown. And so it was more low budget. And it, and to me, it left me feeling like more disgusting than the gore of Terrifier 3. Yeah, it had so, that indie. Yeah. So I'm wondering. Basement that, feel. Sounds like <laughs> that's where they might be going back to. And if so, we'll it's, see. it'll be pretty terrifying. Yeah, we shall see. That'll be interesting if that's what they end up doing. And now we're going to do a little thing that we like to call. Yep. You probably didn't hear. I actually made a mistake in that, but you couldn't understand it. I said terror facts with Kath because I was just talking about terror fire. <laughs> nope, we couldn't understand it at all. I'm so glad. So glad. <laughs> Shan, what's the name of the roller coaster built by Stephen Price in the remake of House on Haunted Hill? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay, this is a long one, too. Number two, not a horror fact, but a funny fact. That's what I wrote. I forgot about writing this word. <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records has declared Birdie, an inconspicuous tortoise, the world's quickest tortoise. He has a top speed of blank miles per hour. <laughs> He's the fastest, huh? He's the fastest. And I think I wrote this in here because his story is very cute that no, I'm gonna was, yeah you just wanted a little levity I was just like this <laughs> is I I because I go down these rabbit holes and then I'll find one I'm like it's not really horror but this is kind of cute but I like it and yeah. I want to share it <laughs> number three <laughs> what was the original title of the blob I'm gonna give you <laughs> four options mm, a the ooze b the glob <laughs> c the gloob or D the boob. You just like, you had so much fun, like rhyming with yourself there to Ooze, make up the other glob, answers. Gloob or boob. <laughs> <laughs> the boob. The boob. <laughs> okay. Gabby. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I think the restaurant, so I remember I was telling you that how the new series Velma is out. Yeah. I think the restaurant they eat at, I'll look it up right now. It's called like grandma's nipple or something. Like that. that's the <laughs> Nana, Nana's nipple. Nana's I think that's nipple? what it's called. That's amazing. That, that's like the cafe. They all they eat serve at. some milk. Oh my God. Number four, what movie takes place in a town called devil's kettle? Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And number five, who plays the high school janitor in the movie Scream? <laughs> like the original movie yeah. Scream. Yeah. Okay. I figured. The All boob. Right. <laughs> Scream. Holler. <laughs> yeah. What was the original yell. titer for Scream? Holler, yell, or whisper? <laughs> oh, God have mercy. Random knife play. Oh, um, okay. So I saw Megan. Oh, my God. Please. Have you seen it yet? No. Yes. Oh, you did. Okay. It's so much fun. Let's chat about it, shall we? I just want to give a, a slight standing ovation to James Wan for allowing <laughs> himself to just, like, go big or go home yeah, with this. Yeah, he had total goofball with mm -hmm. this. It's amazing. So, 2022, <laughs> directed by Gerard John Johnstone, um, Friendship Has Evolved, a brilliant toy company roboticist uses artificial intelligence to develop Megan, a lifelike doll programmed to emotionally bond with her newly orphaned niece. 
But when the doll's programming works too well, she becomes overprotective of her new friend with terrifying results. I enjoyed this ride. I very much enjoyed this ride far more than I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty skeptical. <laughs> because when I saw the preview... I, I'm I I'm not a huge fan of Allison Williams, but mm -hmm. I really liked her in this. I thought she was good. Yeah, she, I'm not usually drawn to her, but this was a role that I was like, okay, I I can follow you. I mean, in this. I liked her in Girls, but yeah, she was all right. You know, um, I, that show to me altogether was the, the best part of that show was what's his face, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, um, boy. Tall boy. But I liked this movie, and it it did. You were right. It did have a few really creepy yeah like i had scares. seen it first and kathy was kind of scared because of the doll piece which <laughs> is a thing for her that's like one of her scarier things and so she was kind of asking me like so <laughs> which should i you know what do you think kind of thing and i basically said like it's got a real sense of humor there's a bunch of funny parts i think she's kind of funny like chucky but not kind of funny like Chucky like the original Chucky is actually scary and this is an AI so obviously it's different and our technology has grown since Chucky but there are some pieces that are truly creepy well she pulls a Pennywise in a couple scenes yes yes yeah so you've got some creep factor but you've also got that like a little bit of tongue-in-cheek a couple of yeah. times and then you've got the horror like gore like combat fight mm -hmm. stuff and she looks really fucking creepy she's disgusting i yeah. want to punch her in the face she's weird i did however think that the girl the young girl was fantastic yeah I did too. She was really good. The acting was pretty solid mm -hmm. in this and it was kind of fun. And I, I basically say it's worth a watch. Yeah. It was a choice of like renting it for 20 or buying it for 25. And I just bought it cause it, and I'm glad I did because yeah. it's one of those that you can now just throw on. Yeah. And you know, it's a fun one to rewatch. It I is think. fun. I mean, I yeah. think a quote unquote slasher in mm -hmm. a way. Right. But yeah. With also with the subgenres of dolls and things yeah. that come to life that aren't supposed to. And That's all right. That. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. What else did you watch? I watched a movie. It actually came out a couple of years ago. I had never seen it. I had heard of it and just like, eh, I'll give it a watch. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's an Italian movie called A Classic Horror Story. Mm -hmm. uh, it follows five carpoolers using an RV in an Uber-like situation to reach their destinations. The driver, Fabrizio, mm -hmm. and borrow of his grandmother's RV, has agreed to take the newly pregnant Elisa to her mother's home, Ricardo, to reunite with his daughter, and the couple of Mark and Sophia to a wedding. During the long drive and a few beers, Mark decides he's going to take over the driving from an unwilling Fabrizio. Mark starts to fall asleep at the wheel and then smashes the RV into a tree, trying to avoid an animal carcass in the road. The entire group is knocked out and wakes up to their RV being in the center of a clearing surrounded by the forest with only a small cabin in sight. When they realize their RV had been moved while they were unconscious, they enter the cabin looking for help, mm -hmm. only to find signs that they've been abducted by a cult that ritualistically worships three deities of course <laughs> um i'll tell you what man i went into this going oh let's just see you know it's fun it is uh it is a cross between midsomar mm. and so uplifting like hostile or one of those it, it's incredibly disturbing <laughs> but i thought it the writing was great and i was very pleasantly surprised about it. lots of body horror. The story was solid. And I 
did not expect to like it as much as I did. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it, you said it was Italian, right? Yeah. It's, uh, I, I watched it on Shudder, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right on. A Netf- I don't think I've uh, seen that. Netflix, I don't watch too maybe. much Italian stuff. It's all dubbed, I yeah. think, but the dubbing is pretty good in it. Yeah, it's no, not, I mean, yeah. yeah. We both watch a lot of, uh, I mean, I watch a lot of international stuff. It just yeah. it doesn't turn out to be giallo. Yeah, and this is not giallo. <laughs> this is more, more like an Italian Ari Aster meets Eli Roth, which, you know. <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, it, it, it was fucking freaky. I think Netflix streams it as well, so you okay. can find it, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, giallo. Whoa, uh, you know, I finally saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. It's A24, right? I think you might enjoy it. I don't remember who produced so. it, but, you know, you got the Pete Davidson in it. How was it? And a lot of young actors. So it was solid. When a group of 20-something gets, 20-somethings gets stuck at a remote mansion, so it's got the isolation piece, during a hurricane... So they can't leave. So we got that device going. A party game gone very, very wrong ends with a dead body on the ground and fake friends at each turn as they try to find the killer among them. You will watch this and want everyone to die. It's a a whodunit. And it's like, you know, a 20-something whodunit, right? And so you've got, you know, the smart girl and the -the run-at-the-mouth girl and the... The dude who's wealthy, who owns the big house where they're all holed up at. And, you know, you have some of the characters. But I saw one reviewer on Letterboxd was like, the who, it's a whodummit. <laughs> Meaning, like, everybody's yeah. really dumb. That's awesome. But, and they are, uh, you know. A lot of people really like this movie. And some people obviously really don't like this movie. But some of the characters are really good in it. Uh, it's... It's. I also read somebody said it's like Clue, but for Gen Z kind oh, of deal. that's funny. You know, there's a lot of talent in the film, and it is a 24. I just looked it up. Yeah. And there's, you know, technology, a little bit of technology in it. It's basically a slasher. Yeah. A slasher whodunit. Yeah. And I thought it was a, uh, like, you know, it's one of my three out of five stars. Like, it, it, I, I would say if you like slashers and you like the age group and you like movies where everybody's an idiot and you just want them all to die, which I think is kind of one of the things that horror fans do like. It's mm-hmm. like, I hate all these people. Kill them all. You right. Know, you know, we do that. We say that a lot when we're watching movies and everybody pretends like that's a bad thing, but it's really what we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they can all die now. Cool. And like, and there is that whodunit piece where you don't actually know what's happening. A couple of things oh, happen cool. where you're like, oh, huh. Yeah. It's not what I thought it was going to be, you know. So anyway, so cool. solid in that way. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I watched a movie called 616 Wilford Lane. <laughs> 2021 okay. horror film directed by Mark S. Allen and Dante Yor. Uh, it stars Eric Roberts, John Littlefield, a bunch of other peeps. Uh, after a tragedy, David moves his two teen daughters to a charming town and into a dream life. However, the family finds that some things follow you no matter how hard you try to outrun them. Born out of a true story comes this crime caper wrapped inside a paranormal thriller with a violent end. I have like a love hate relationship with this movie because there's parts of it that are, I mean, so bad, Mm. but then the plot twists a number of times where the ending is like, okay, you got me. Mm -hmm. 
and and once the plot once it ends too you look back and go yeah i kind of thought that was weird and now it makes sense yeah um and i didn't know that it was partially based on a true story but it makes sense because there is a true crime element to it so it's it's more suspenseful yeah just kind of it plays with your head so it was a, it's a fun ride. It's not like this profoundly deep, amazing horror film, but yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all watch movies where you're kind of like, oh God. And if they stick the ending. Yeah, you're like, okay, you got me. It redeems itself yeah, quite a you bit, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I'm like, right. I kind of hate that you got me because I was starting to hate you and then you did something <laughs> else with it and I went, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. I saw... Norway's first werewolf movie. <laughs> okay. It's called Viking Wolf. We watched it in the Discord. Uh, I will often program things that are from Norway or from Scandinavia, but I would all will also often program anything that has werewolves or sharks in it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is Norway's first werewolf movie. I mean, I'm glad there was a... Okay. So you get a bunch of wolf in it, a bunch of, you know, bad CGI... Mm-hmm. Not the worst seed, not shark movie level CGI. <laughs> so not quite that bad, but you know, it was a little bit less than they could have used some more money, but I appreciated there was that there was a lot of wolf in it. Yeah. I appreciated that there was actually some transformation scene in it. Um, that's another common thing I complain about for werewolf movies is, is it's all metaphoric. Yeah, right? Like we want to see some werewolves. Yeah, like so I talked about the movie at Sundance that's called My Animal and I really enjoyed that movie but it it's not a lots of werewolf movie. Okay. It's much more metaphoric, it's much more artistic and that's what I expected from mm-hmm. a movie at Sundance. So I wasn't going in expecting, you know, that I was going to have, you know, werewolf face extension scenes and I right. didn't get those. But with this, you do get a transformation scene. It's done a little bit on the cheap, but it's still there. There's a lot of actual wolf footage where the werewolf is is getting people. This I love a Scandinavian setting, so I really liked the Scandinavian setting. There was a lot of um, beautiful shots of where we were, so -hmm. they did take advantage of their, I assume, home country. I'm not sure if they're um, Swedish or Norwegian, but... And it follows, like, um, a classic monster movie formula. It kind of hits all of those beats. Unfortunately, it's a police procedural werewolf movie so i didn't think it really succeeded in that way okay and i do feel as if it's just going to be forgotten there's just not enough there's just not enough there that is interesting or unique um but you know like a two out of five star type of thing where it's not awful and i really appreciate what they're trying to do and i and i do hope that they do more okay i i like to take a shot at some of these horror i mean these werewolf movies because they're i love werewolf sto- stories but mm-hmm. you're right a lot of them they're metaphors and um the whole point for me because i'm such a creature feature person exactly. is to watch a werewolf movie and see the transformation me too i don't need a metaphor me too and and i i think um I think in the case of my animal, uh, the movie I'm talking about from Sundance, it works because of the the topic that we're yeah. kind of looking at in that film, and it's a it's a queer movie, so there's the transformation. Sure. You know, the metaphor works for me. Plus, I was going into it 
pretty much knowing that was not the kind That's of movie right. I was going to watch. So if you watch. know that. The expectation was yeah. not there. And so what I felt like they did with the transformation, quote unquote, scenes, because they are there, is they... I, I really enjoyed the filmmaking and how they did it, but it's not that kind of movie. This is more like black and white. Here's your wolf. <laughs> gotcha. But unfortunately it didn't succeed in, you know, in any kind of like sure. unique way in that way. But like I said, I love the setting and I would watch it just for the setting. Like I would throw it on just to see the vistas, but cool. Anyway, very good. Yeah. And now we will get to the boob. <laughs> Some answers. Two. What is the name of the roller coaster <laughs> built by Stephen Price in the remake of The House on Haunted Hill? Uh, I don't know. Terror Incognita. Oh, that is so. That was right on the tip of your esoteric. tongue, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is just so entitled and weird. Okay. Number two. Not a horror fact, but a funny fact. Guinness Book of World Records has declared Birdie an inconspicuous tortoise, the world's quickest tortoise. He has a top speed of blank miles per hour. Uh, I don't know, 0.8 miles an hour. 0.6? Oh, really? Yes. I mean, so here it had to be less I than a mile. I have more on Birdie. Like, okay. <laughs> He's so cute. So he he has a top speed of 0.6 miles Google per hour. Him. I want to see him. Birdie ran it on a 5.48 meter track with a 1 to 12 gradient uphill. The course took him 19.59 seconds to complete. Birdie currently lives in a very deluxe luxury enclosure with Shelly, his fiance. <laughs> Birdie has a Facebook page. I just because now I can now I can Google him. Cause... I'm gonna follow Birdie and his fiance Shelly super cute i just i'm i'm seeing him on facebook and how cute he is okay okay all right thank you um you can see why i made it a fact i couldn't help myself well i understand what was the original title of the blob was it the ooze no the glob the gloob or the boob <laughs> it was not the boob <laughs> that is such a Kathy thing to put the boob in there. I was like, you're going to call it boob foo too. I just started moving letters and putting other ones <laughs> in. You're like, I'm just going to have her give her a gimme that she knows it's not the boob. <laughs> well, I mean, right. That's why I gave you not just ABC, ABC and D. The boob was just for you fun. You just wanted to say boob a bunch boob. of times and you wanted me to say boob a bunch boob. of times. Boob. It's a fun word. Um, I'm going to guess, uh, hmm. I know it's not the gloob either. <laughs> like, that's fucking ridiculous. It's either the ooze or the glob. So because blob rhymes with glob, I'll just go with that glob. It is the glob. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that was just deductive. Re I had no idea. Very close to the boob. But it, they rhymed, so yes. I just figured whatever. <laughs> the boob. Yeah, it was definitely the boob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number four. What movie takes place in a town called Devil's Kettle? Mm. I don't I don't know. Jennifer's Body. Oh, I love that movie. And then who plays the high school janitor in Scream, otherwise known as the Yell or the Whisper? <laughs> the Holler is the my cackle. favorite. The Holler is the my holler, favorite. Yeah. Can you imagine? I love that series Holler. Um that's the Kentucky version. Uh, Wes Craven, sorry. Yes. Yeah. 
And he, his name was Fred, and he dressed like him. I didn't remember his name, but I did remember that Wes Craven had a cameo in there, so I just guessed that that was him. I didn't really remember. Thank you so much for that, Kathy. Boob. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Glob. Bring the fun ones. All Everybody needs to look up Birdie the tortoise and his fiance Shelly. And go see the um, horror slasher series Holler. Yeah. Okay. People are going to be looking for that now. <laughs> this is an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.